Why is the water dropped? Why does the sword reveal itself now? As your power increases, so do to the forces that will oppose you. The Born King will come. It is inevitable. He felt it. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Sequel Remix. This is episode 284. I'm Marquis Mike. I'm ready to go. I got my finest podcast attire on. I got my sports hat on. I uh I have this big trash bag here. I'm showing I'm showing it to Mike. Listeners can't see it, but I promise you there's a white trash bag. It's spring cleaning, you know, so I clean out my closet. Just like, okay, I haven't worn this in a while, let's donate it. Uh now that we're from home. All leisure wears is my wardrobe now. I just got rid of like as I say, as I'm wearing, these aren't golf pants. These are athletic. These are so stretchy. Uh, but all like chinos and like button-up shirts. Yeah. Like long sleeve button-up shirts I'd, ha- I'd have to wear in a professional setting. Just got rid of them all. Donated them all. Yep. It's all about just like sweatpants and joggers and just like comfy tops. <laughs> I, you know, when I work from home, I still like get dressed. Yeah. It's psycho, but I do it. Do you dress like for the office? Yeah, I mean, I put on pants and, like, usually, like, button-up shirt or, or a polo or, I mean, sometimes I don't actually do that until, like, 11 o'clock. Yeah. But, I don't know, I just feel it helps me mentally, like, work. Will you wear, so pants, will you go with sweatpants, will you go with jogger, or you, like, you go on, like, a jean or a chino? I usually put on a jean or a chino. Wow. Yeah, I got a couple, like, more comfy kind of things, like, like your pants are, like, a stretchy, yeah. like, um... Uh, trouser. Yeah, yeah. Stretchy trouser, uh, I suppose. But yeah, I'll put on jeans. Oh, man. Um, I'm wearing a... Or Carhartt uh, pants. I got a lot of Carhartt pants. I'm wearing a, a, a three-button Henley. That's as most buttons as I put on it <laughs> these days. Yeah, I don't know. It's for me. It's yeah, just for me. Yeah, yeah, I, whatever you gotta do yeah. to mentally get, like, it's work time. Yeah, just for me. Yeah, I still shower. I think know? it's because, like, I see, like, when I'm on a, a video conference or something, mm-hmm. and I see people just looking frumpy as fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not gonna look like you. Yeah. I'm not gonna be on this call and look frumpy as fuck. Like, some people look real fucking frumpy. That's true. I've seen it, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, dude, take off your fucking baseball hat. Yeah. <laughs> if I, yeah. I, I dress comfy. I, I dress leisurely. But I still, yeah, I still put in the effort. Shower. Hair done. But I think even if I went into office and they didn't mandate that I had to wear a collar, I, I'm past the point of being like, yeah, I wear a button-up shirt to work every day. Like, uh, it's 2023. Yeah. And we live on the West Coast, you know? We don't have to wear suits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no suits needed. No, no, uh, no blazers. No blazers. Yeah, unless it's a you know nice uh, you know light cotton just for going out affair. You know, or you got a cool like fun blazer like um, it's got like like chili peppers on it or something. Yeah, yeah if you got that, yeah. Or like uh, Kermit the Frog. Or yeah, something. like it's a green. I was just thinking like a nice salmon color. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Carhartt pants and a bun. What, what, what do you watch while you're at home, though? You know, my list is short here, yeah. and it is because of the NCAA basketball tournament. Yep, March Madness. That takes over the weekends. That took up a lot of my watch time. 
Um, yeah, but I got a few things. Mm-hmm. So, actually, I feel like I'm, mi- I'm missing some. No, this is what I watch. I watched a ton of basketball. Yeah. I watched a, a, a ton of shows. Succession started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Final then, season, they say. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is cool with me. Uh, there's a new episode of a new season of Top Chef that's popular in our household. Yep. But okay, uh, we pack will, your knives and go. Right, that's what they say. Pack, yeah. Pack your knives and get the hell out of here. Or if they if they had just watched Succession the night before, Padme would say, "Pack your knives and get the fuck out." Yeah. When you watch Succession, you just say "fuck off" to everybody. Good morning. Fuck you. That that show gets you going. I saw in preparation for Succession, The Ringer did a. Uh, uh, various charts and graphs of fuck usage per <laughs> like per characters per episodes yeah but anyway so I did watch a couple movies um we were we were gonna prep for the big um chapter four uh-huh. release and so we started um we watched John Wick yeah uh still still cash as heck and uh Jane had not seen it she's full on board now she was a little apprehensive and, and I'm like, let's watch it. She's full on board. She's ready for two. She's ready for three. And then we'll go see four, hopefully next weekend or something. I had the same with my wife. She did not want to watch. This was in preparation for three. She did not want to watch it at all. I was like, I'm going to put one on. You can do what you want. Then I put on two. By the end of two, she was like, I'm the Boba Yaga. Yeah. Right. yeah. And then she went with me to go see three. <laughs> We don't know what we're going to do about four. Right? I might just have to fly solo. Yeah, but you, yeah, you might figure it out. And then, um, other than what we watched huh? for the episode today, I watched a movie called, it's 2017, called Win It All, starring Jake Johnson and Joe Lotruglio. Okay. And it's a, I think it's a Netflix. Um, it's about a, a, ga- a gambling addict who, who gets in some debt, loses all his money, and... Kind of like life. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a cash rating. Okay, it's it's a positive movie, but in all honesty, it's kind of a nothing movie. Um, it's just a movie, but it's an hour and twenty eight minutes, and I don't know. It's a good watch. I'll give it cash just because I think it's okay to watch. All right, and I there's no middle ground with me. I, I, it's trash or cash. Yeah, so it's a guy. Yeah, trash or cash. Yeah, so I'm gonna give it cash, mm-hmm. but that's it. Other like two movies. Those, those wow, the two movies. Yeah, be the lightest. What did you watch for Mike? Um, ever watching two. watching the the real life drama yeah. on NCAA uh, tournament? Yeah, watching those number one seats fall. What we got Saturday? Saturday's finals Monday and then Monday at my championship. So, what about you? What do you got going on? I I saw some stuff. Did I see stuff? Yeah. I okay. hope it... It's kind of like an invert of last show. I had the giant list. Yeah. And you, you know, for personal reasons, weren't able to watch things. Uh-huh. And so you had the zero list. Yeah. The this, this limb list. It's good. It's good. We this both don't need to have huge lists. No, yeah. You, you know, you see, you see movies when you can. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I saw 2000's Final Destination. This, I'm going to give it cash. Wait, 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 wait. Paul Walker? Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa, okay. Yes. Uh, 2000s, Devin Sawa, Ali Larder, Sean William Scott. <laughs> Other 
Okay. Attractive teen yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Uh, they escape death, but death holds a grudge. Uh, my plan was to watch all five of these. Uh, I listened to a podcast where they do horror movies, like each episode. They do series in each one. Uh, and so now they're doing Final I was like, oh, I'm going to do a watch along. I've fallen behind, but I think eventually I'll get up to one through five. Along with these guys. But one, Cash, it's fun. It's a fun movie. It's, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a Final Destination. Yeah, I remember watching yeah, the first they're one. They're just like yeah. Ruth Goldberg machines of death. Yeah, I remember. I watched that at the at a drive-in movie theater. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give that Cash. Uh, okay, 2012's. This was also podcast related. This is a, di- a completely different podcast. Uh, this is how I get a lot of my movie recommendations. I just listen to a lot of movies. I listen to like five different movie podcasts and whatever they're watching, I'm like, yeah, I'll give that a watch. The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I'd only seen this once in theaters. And I was like, yeah, that wasn't as good. It's still probably not as good as Batman Begins or The Dark Knight. But it's better than I remember it and I'm going to give it a cash rating. Um, it's the last... Act, I don't know, which, which, because it's a three-hour movie, it's an hour long, is a little, like, what the hell's going on here? Where's Batman? But it's still fun. Tom Hardy's great as Bane. That opening sequence with, like, the plane, that's all. That's that's cash alone. Uh, Dark Knight Rises, cash. And, okay, I'm going to group these all together. I watched Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4, and I got to theaters... I saw Scream 6. Now, Scream 6 is the new one. I'm going to give that cash rating. I enjoyed it. Um, had fun going to the movie. I liked Ghostface taking New York. That was fun. It was good to get out of Woodsboro for a little bit. Here's my definitive ranking of Screams. Trash to cash. I'm going to go Scream 4, Scream 5, Scream 3, Scream 6, Scream 2, original Scream, number one. Okay. But I was surprised by my rankings rewatching them, how much I actually liked Scream 2. Um, great sequel. And I'm going to go on record. The, the controversial as it may be. Cancel me, trolls. <laughs> this is the most consistent horror franchise in movie history. One through six, like, to not have, like, a dud in them is, uh, you know, because you watch, like, Halloween and, you know, you watched Season of the Witch recently or, like, Halloween 4 or 5 or, like... I, re- I did a rewatch of all the Friday Thirteenth. I'm like, ooh, four, seven, nine. These, you know, those are stinkers. They go off. There's just like a couple that go off the rails. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is like this is bad quality, or they've lost the essence of what Scream one through six. They're all formulaic, but the formula works for Scream. Like the the self referential horror movie franchise that talks about horror franchises. It's fun. One other movie, man. Everything I saw, everything, even. All the screams that I watched, every single one of them, even though I had to rank them one through six, they're all cash. I enjoyed every I enjoyed every watch of Scream. I was actually surprised I had Scream Four as the bottom one because we did that for the show. I didn't go back and listen to the episode, but I'm pretty sure like I liked it. I thought we were both positive on that. Yeah, yeah. and I gave you know it's like a three it's a three star movie. It just happens to be like, in my opinion, you know, one's gotta be first, one's gotta be last. Yeah. yeah. Um, one other movie. I got. To the theater, I'm back. I saw Creed three, cash, yeah, cash movie. I could have used like, I, I know I'm the run guy, runtime guy. 
I could have used 10 more minutes of this movie. Think so? I here's what I needed. Not okay. Everybody's seen the trailer. We know how this goes down. I needed 10 more minutes of Diamond Dame, of like bad guy Diamond Dame. John the Major is so good in that. Like the first half, of, the first half of the movie, I'm like, I feel bad for this guy. I want him to be champion. And then he does the turn, and I'm like, I need 10 more minutes of that because I'm still not rooting against him. Yeah. The I, showdown happens. I'm like, I don't know. He's kind of right a little bit. Yeah. And if he's not fully right, so. then his fight's not with uh, his fight's not with Creed. It should be with Drago. But that's not the movie. So. I mean, yeah. The only rule. Yeah, we can talk about it off because yeah. it's kind of still, it's still, still new. new. Yeah. Yeah. Just based off the trailer, yeah. you know, you know, Creed's fighting Jonathan Major's character. But I just needed ten more minutes of like his turn. Sure. Sure. Um, okay. It was. I think it's under two hours long. That movie. Oh. Um, yeah, it's a good... It's, which for, like, franchise movies is just... That's short. Yeah, and a, and a Rocky franchise. Yeah. Um, those movies are long. I mean, God, you see the runtime for John Wick? Two hours and 40-some minutes? Correlates with the money, though, right? Right. Like, the more money you get, like, the long... So I'm surprised that Creed 3 probably could have been two and a half hours. Comes in under two. I mean, good for them for knowing what... You know, just making it lean. Yeah. But... I mean, you look at the John... Like, John Wick 1 was... Hour forty, yeah. It made eighty million. Two twenty on the second one or something made a hundred something million. Two forty on the third one, it, it yeah. made three hundred million. I mean, they're just playing the they're just they're just playing the bank, man. Yeah, I'm John Wick Five's like eighty minutes. <laughs> just <laughs> uh, yeah, and that, that's what I watch. Every movie I saw over over these last in between episodes was cash. Although we did get two other movies, and we'll see how I fall on those. We watched, to finish out Sword and Sorcery Month, we watched two movies based off the Arthurian tale of King Arthur. We watched King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, the 2017 remake of the King Arthur story. In picking the original movie, so there are, if you look up King Arthur movies, there are dozens of these yeah. But I picked the first one that had the title, King Arthur, which was in 2004. Uh, King Arthur, directed by Antoine Fuqua, stars Clive Owen, uh, Ewan Grufford, Kira Knightley, Mads Mikkelsen, Stellan Skarsgård, a bunch of other faces that you recognize. I couldn't believe it. Oh, Hugh Darcy. Joel uh, Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. Like, every one of his knights. Um, Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah, uh... Oh, got uh, Ray Stevenson and Ray... The other guy? What was that guy's name? Win- uh, Winston? Yes. Uh, yeah, Ray, Ray, Winston Ray Winston and Ray Stevenson are both just like, those You, those are guys you know. Yeah. Um, Stellan Guard as, as like the heavy, like, it's full of faces. Uh, the story of the Arthurian legend, based on the Samaritan hypothesis, which contends that the legend has a historical nucleus in the Samaritan heavy cavalry troops stationed in Britain, and that the Roman British military commander Lucius Arturius Castus is the historical person behind the legend. King Arthur, rule your fate. Was this your first time watching King Arthur? It was. Real quick, that synopsis sucks. <laughs> that's, yeah, not good. That's from Letterboxd? That sounds like it should be on like a like an eighth grader's term paper yeah. about, about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what did you think of King Arthur? Um, 
I didn't hate it. I was I was actually pretty um, seeing those the cast and and I'm not sure where they were in their careers at the time this movie was made, but knowing where they are now, I was uh, like, man, this is awesome. I mean, like these are some heavy hitters in my opinion, like some real good actors, like yeah. his knights and stuff. I thought that was really cool. Kieran at the time. Kieran Knightley probably the biggest star. Huge. I mean, coming off of Pirates. Yeah. Probably. I think the only reason I saw this movie was because, like, Kieran Knightley was in Pirates, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, big thief of Kieran Knightley circa 2004. Yeah. Uh, and then, but then Clive Owen would go on, you know, Sin City, he'd become a big name, and then... Uh, Children of Men. Yeah, Matt Mickelson. Actually, this might have been after Children of Men. I think so. I want to say Children of Man is... Children of Man came out before I, uh... I got to college, which would have been 2005. Let's see. Earliest first for Clive Owen. Uh, Let's see. King Arthur. Where's Children of Men? No. Children of Men is 2006. Okay. Before this, I think the thing we would most know him for is The Born Identity. Okay, yeah, yeah, real small part in that. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of the other, other uh, secret uh, agent. Yeah, yeah, but in the not field. in it a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the only other movie I recognize is Coupier. Yeah, Coupier, good movie. Yeah, and I only know that because you told me you you watched it it's once. Cash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's cash. <laughs> yeah, I also didn't hate hate this. Um, I thought it, I thought it was very okay. I thought it was very. Yep. There it is, like early two thousands, kind of just it's, it's action. Yeah, it seemed like there. It was just that era of epics. Like everyone's making an epic. We we were coming. Mm-hmm. We're coming hot off of, you know, Gladiator set the Gladiator Braveheart set the tone for epics, sure. right? And then everyone's trying to emulate that. But it was also and, yeah, and we were right in the midst of Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, and the three hundreds, and well, I guess three hundred comes later, after, but. Yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, very. Yeah, this is actually written. So it's written by David Franzoni, who wrote Gladiator, along uh, and okay. then um, Amistad, coming off of. Mm. Um, that was what he was doing prior. Hundred and twenty million dollar box or budget for King Arthur. Two hundred and three million dollar box office. Thirty one percent on Rotten Tomato, based on one hundred ninety reviews. The magic is gone, leaving a dreary, generic action movie. You know, generic is a good term for this yeah. movie. I I didn't hate the movie, but and and I I thought okay, clever. Let's do this like historic take on this tale, right? But then, other than the intro text, which tells you it's this historic take on the tale, there's no history. There's nothing. Yeah, it's just it just goes into a movie and it's it's just swords, no sorcery. No, they they briefly mention Merlin and say some say he does black magic. Right. But we don't see any type of sorcery. Yeah, we so. don't get that classic Merlin. It's yeah. it's more like Merlin's this like druidic like like wildland uh, you know tri- tribal leader. Yeah. He's a woad. Is that the Wode or They're called Wodes. Yeah, okay. W-O-A-D. Yeah, I have captions on. Okay. Because I was like, you Brits. Yeah. Um, had some pretty good action, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some really strong horse work as far as horse wrangling goes. Yeah. Real good ca- cavalry scenes and horse scenes. I thought that was cool. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. On a scale, so we did swords and swords. So on a scale of one to ten on swords, this is a this is a solid like eight sword work. Yeah, it's good. Sorcery, yeah. I gotta give it a zero. Yeah. So really, no sorcery. Interesting, yeah, like you said, interesting take, taking like kind of the story of what we know about King Arthur, the sword and the stone, Merlin, Lance, and they'd be like, ah, oh, this is this is not your dad's King Arthur. This is the gritty real tale. Yeah. But then it really is just this one, like, they're free, um, and then they got to hold down hold down the fort. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting, too, because we, the intro is like we're being, we're, we're showing Lancelot. Yeah. Right? And then Lancelot turns out to, like, not really be the main character. I know who's called King Arthur. Right. But Lancelot is such a big part of the King Arthur legend. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, that Richard Gere first night. Yeah. You know, we got Lancelot um, is, like, the main character. I guess he is the first knight. I don't know. But, um, yeah. It's I, kind of an interesting turn. They're like, okay, so it's going to be a Lancelot-heavy King Arthur tale. Mm-hmm. But then, but in, like, why'd they even give us that? whole beginning just to give us like the whole reason that all these I, these these random guys are together fighting i think that's kind of what it wanted to demonstrate is that arthur arthur's roman so he was just part of like he's just part of the roman thing so lancelot's kind of like the representative of the rest of the knights of like these are all dudes from these little tri like villages who grew up to that part like with this movie it's two hours and six minutes long. They do kind of just like quickly go through stuff, or yeah, or maybe there's parts I just missed of like I had to read that on the wiki that, and then I kind of got the idea when they're like, "Oh, where are like discharge papers?" Of like, okay, so these are guys that were taken from where they were. They were they just taken. They're they were just like forced into. Yeah, I mean, they're they chosen just, or just doing their military service. Think it's like every young man or something, yeah. or each village gives a man or something. And so they like have that. to do that for 50, however long, yeah. fifteen years or whatever, and then eventually they they'll become free free guys. Um, and that that's a big plot of the thing. But yeah, I was still disappointed in like the Lancelot character, the, you know, the relationship between. There's this really, I mean, I think the story is uh, if you had to pick the main characters, it's a uh, it's Arthur. It's Guinevere, and it's Bors. I thought there was. Uh, yeah. I thought like that. Bors is his main man based yeah. on how much screen time he yeah, got. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it was okay. Like the story wise, this is low for me. Action wise, pretty pretty cool action. Yeah, good action. I liked the um, the battle on the ice. I thought that was like a cool. That was very cool. Very cool. And then like the final battle, I was like, this is a, this saw this is a good final battle. Yeah, and I. Part of me is like, well, what can we, what can, we got Kira Knightley. What can we do to dress her skimpy and mm-hmm. and and then have her do badass stuff? And it just like that whole thing was like, this doesn't even really make sense. Like, yeah. Why is she now a crack archer? And and like, I didn't know what was going on. Well, he fixed her fingers, and then that gave her um, super archery hands. Yeah, that could be. I guess she was an archer. Like that was her thing, right? But she had fucked up hands and all tried to fix. I guess. I don't know. Because she killed like, that one dude with an arrow. We just never really got... Her character wasn't fledged out like at all for me. No, yeah. She she very... Definitely... I mean, all the characters are very... You didn't have a lot. Other than Boris. is like, I get Boris. I get Boris. I get Arthur. But yeah, she was very... Yeah. Generic. Kind of just there to be Keira Knightley. Yeah. Um, 
Just yeah. I thought she, yeah, and like R two was supposed to be her thing, but then she was like, they're out of range, and then Arthur's men were like, boom. So I was like, well, so they're really good archers. Does shooting an arrow further make you a good archer? I don't know anything about archery. I know hitting a bullseye is pretty good, but does that make them better archers because they can make their arrows go further? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, further with accuracy. I mean, they were, they were, every time someone shot at Arthur's crew, they missed. Every time they showed Arthur's crew shooting arrows, somebody went down. Yeah. They never missed. I mean, they had definitely better range bows. Yeah. Longer bows. Oh, so you say it's, it's the bow, not the archer. For range, I do think so. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So we, we, we flash forward, uh, 13. Years later, we get another King Arthur tale. This time, it's uh, Guy Ritchie leading the helm, starring Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy, Astrid Burge Frisbee, Jude Law, uh, Jimon Hansu, Eric Bana. Oh, Aiden Gillen, that was the other guy I recognized. When the, ch- when the child. When the child Arthur's father, what? Okay, I'm having a problem with letterbox synopsis. Okay, I'm. When the child Arthur's father is murdered, Vortigern, Arthur's uncle, seizes the crown, robbed of his birthright, and with no idea who he truly is, Arthur becomes up comes up the hard way in the back alleys of the city. But once he pulls the sword Excalibur from the stone. His life is turned upside down, and he is forced to acknowledge his true legacy, whether he likes it or not. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, from nothing comes a king. Uh, before we watch this movie, do you have any recollection of this movie coming out in 2017? What were your initial thoughts of trailers? I, have you seen this before? I have not seen it. Yeah. I, I somewhat remember previews. Yeah. And I know, like, that, you know, Charlie Hunnam had a t- had his 15 minutes. Yes. Um, Which all took place near Pacific Rim for me. <laughs> so I, I remember, like, there's a wisp of memory of, like, yeah. you know, this coming out. Yeah, I don't think this was very much talked about within my circles. Uh, as I mentioned, I listened to, like, five different movie podcasts. None of them were really talking about it. I remember trailers. I remember posters at the movie theater. But I didn't even know this was, like, a Guy Ritchie film. Right. I just knew, oh, they're trying to do another King Arthur movie with Charlie Hunnam. I don't know if we saw it. How good could it be? But we're doing it for the movie. hundred and Or for the podcast. $175 million budget. Only $148 million in the box office. 31% of Ron Tomato, based on 279 reviews. Piles mounds of modern action flash on an age-old tale and wipes out what made it a classic story in the first place. Um, what's sort of the good? What did you like about... King Boy, Arthur. we got some sorcery. So, for as much as King Arthur was lacking, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, that brings sorcery up to... I mean, this might be a... This is, a, is this a nine on the sorcery scale? Sorcery scale way up there, yeah. 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 So much sorcery. Lots of sorcery. Um, action was great. Yeah. I thought it looked great. Um... I like the Guy Ritchie-ness of it. Guy Ritchie definitely... Okay, so I have this question later. I don't know how much you know of Antoine Fuqua. 
And then reading his IMDb, I didn't know how much I knew of Antoine Fuqua. He's a very interesting filmmaker. But my question was, uh, which one felt more like there was like a signature director? Definitely Legend of the Sword. Yeah, I definitely. I liked, like, my favorite parts of this movie were, like, the the guy Richieism, like them recounting the tale of what Arthur did that morning when the yeah. were kind of being raided and everybody's just kind of talking over each other. It's kind of doing like the flashback, but they're talking over like just felt very like Lockstock or Snatch. He he's had an editing style too that is just like snappy, like it's almost it almost feels choppy, but it's he it is a guy. It's his guy. The guy Richieness of it, like. You, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. see the guy Richie movie, and you know you're you're ready for a camera shot to fly away, and then someone else to say something, and then chop over this guy, and the, the running, like when they're running after the attempted assassination, and they have they have that intro, like that weird, almost close up of the guys running to the yeah, it's like GoPro shot yeah, or something. That yeah. felt very Guy Richie. And then even like when I think of Guy Richie, I think of like um, British gangster movies mm. uh, that are kind of fun. But after doing Sherlock Holmes, he also kind of has an action style. And a lot of the action in here, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I remember that in, like, Holmes of, like, the way he shoots CGI action. He likes a lot of these, like, big arcing pans. Yeah. Um, 360 kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been doing that since since Snatch and Lock Stock, you know. There's that, that shot where, in uh, I think it's in Snatch where... Brad Pitt gets punched out in the boxing ring, mm-hmm. and it's like the like the first time, I'm like, whoa, this is I never seen anything like this before. He gets punched and he's like laid out, and the camera's moving around him, like wow. Yeah, I had where, where it's in the final battle, and Arthur gets Excalibur back, and he just goes and fights all those what, what do they call them, black legs? Yeah, or, I think that, yeah. Uh, and it's all C, it's it's CGI nonsense, but Charlie Hunnam is really there. And the guys are really there. And the camera is moving in such an interesting way that I'm into it. That, And it's great when like a guy who knows what he's doing, uh, you know, a guy who has made successful movies in the past, kind of gets like a big budget CGI fest, but can still do something interesting with it. It's not just like, okay, he's in front of a green screen and we're just kind of doing avenger style i mean if this wasn't king arthur if this was just like if his name was like uh sword man and he was the 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 40th avenger and he was this was a standalone movie i think this fits perfectly in like an avenger style movie but guy Ritchie's able to elevate it with interesting camera movement sure yeah uh because yeah it's doing like this like like the flyover but it's also doing like these like zoom ins yeah yeah like you're not doing that with CGI. Like that that's a camera that has to move over him and yep. yeah. Um Char- you mentioned Charlie Hunnan giving his 15, 15 minutes. Um Oh, I meant to look this up. Is he British? I think he is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he is. That's news to me. Um I think this is the most I've liked him. And we, I don't have a lot to go off of, but we um yeah, he's an English actor. I didn't watch a lot of Sons of Anarchy. I, I've seen a few episodes, and this, that show's not for me. We did uh, Pacific Rim, we talked about. I love that movie, but I don't know if it's... I don't think Charlie Hunnam's a great in that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, coming off this, so another movie we also did, um, Papillon, 
And I think we, I had same complaints about Charlie Hunnam just not being a great actor. Uh, and then Triple Frontier, which I don't even remember Charlie Hunnam in that movie. This is the most I liked him. And um, if that means, like, working with Guy Ritchie and just being, like... Like, I'd, I'd almost like to see him in, like, a, a Guy Ritchie... Like, I haven't seen The Gentleman. I don't know if Charlie Hunnam's in that, but, like... I'd like to see him in a Guy Ritchie, like, just... that. that was This is my favorite he's been. It's just kind of being, yeah. like... Especially, like, when he's just... Before he's King Arthur. Before... When he's just, like, running the streets. Yeah, seemed to get his best performance out. And it's, yeah. like, this charismatic... Yeah. Kind of natural... Just naturally charismatic guy. Uh, but with a, some sense of authority. Yeah. Yeah, I thought... I thought this was by far the best performance I've seen Charlie Hunnam do. I also... I think I also liked it because I wake up every morning and I just uh, intensely shadow box. That's how I get out of bed. Yeah, yeah. To just, you know, uppercuts. Yeah. Uh, uh, Charlie Hunnam had, uh, in an interview, just part of trivia, was uh, said that that montage of him growing up was, was actually much longer. They shot a bunch more for that and there was supposed to be like him doing pull-ups and him boxing and him um, just more showing like the grow up to be this guy. And uh, he would do this shadow box thing and Guy Ritchie liked that and said, Nah, that's what we'll use. <laughs> like, we get it, you're Jack. We don't have to show you doing pull-ups. Right, right. Like, yeah. Um, I liked his band of merry men. Yeah. Yeah, I liked I liked, uh, I liked George. I liked his boys from the brothel days. Yeah, a good crew. Yeah. Um, Aiden, Aiden Gillen and Desmond Hanju. I was like, man, I like these. I, I, these guys I, are I like good. I've yeah. always liked Aiden Gillen. And this was... Him not a bad guy? Yeah, I was... I thought for sure... <laughs> when they, when we first introduced him, like, oh, this guy's not good. You get right away that Jude Law's the bad guy. I was like, okay, but he's working with... This, yeah, this, 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 this is crony. What are they called? Goose Fat Bill? Go, yeah, Goose Fat Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Great name. Great name. Yeah. Goose Fat Bill. Um, oh, okay. So we're just more like... So I didn't know... I'm gonna, I kind of went in thinking, like... This, this is kind of trash, right? Like, this isn't going to be good. But I'm going to go with an open mind. That opening scene with the giant... With, when those giant elephants showed up, I'm like, alright, I'm interested. Those looked cool as hell. They looked great, and I was like, that's that's awesome. Like, yeah. that's such a cool visual to have these giant elephants. And then we get more into the sorcery of just like, so you can just make any animal giant? Yeah. Because then that giant snake showed up. Yeah. That... As much as, like, that was probably the one thing I was like, that doesn't look great. It's moving too fast. Uh, but cool, cool idea. But anyway, we're cutting off Conan, which also had a giant snake. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I liked seeing the giant snake. Uh, sea hags, uh, the sirens. Those, those things were... Those were freaky. They were so freaky and disgusting. It yeah. was great. Yeah. It was... It, because, you're like, the first time you're kind of, like, get a hint of something, you're like, what's in the water? Yeah. And then and it comes on shore, and you're like, what? what is this yeah. giant squid? And then what is that? It unravels, and <laughs> it just keeps moving and, and undulating. Yeah. And pretty wild stuff. Yeah. Um, it's good sorcery. Jude uh, Law's a great villain, by the way. Oh, yeah. He is a he plays a good... I like Jude Law mm-hmm. a lot. And he plays a real good villain. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of... Jude Law... I mean, he's a great leading man. He's also a great sidekick from when we did the show. But yeah, a great villain. He kind of has like a... There's like a sniveling kind of... There's a guy you want to punch in yeah, the face. Yeah, that he, he can bring to a villain role. Yeah. Um, 
Like, you just totally buy, like, okay, him and Eric Banner brothers, You he just brings, like, he's the jealous brother. Yeah. Um, good there. Let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, good sword, good sorcery. I think I think this met the criteria pretty well yeah. on both sides. Uh, what didn't you like about King Arthur, Legend of the Swords? I I liked the I like that they tried to give us this somewhat of a you know I'm into the lore and the mythology yeah. things like this the mage versus the mage and man thing uh-huh. and they just scraped the surface of it and I wanted more and, and then is it only that like they can only control animals like what is what else can they do well yeah we get Merlin built that sword that sword has a lot of power kick ass sword. You know what, uh, the final, like, watching this, I was like, man, you know what I need in my life? A Soul Calibur movie. Yeah. You see the guy hit a guy with a sword and him fly back with, like, blue, blue flame coming out of him. Um, I, so, I, I'm not the biggest King Arthur guy. Like, I, I know that, I've never read, like, a King Arthur or anything. This kind of makes me want to, like, like, how much of this stuff is pulled from King Arthur lore. I bet that a lot of it, I think. I mean, sword and a so- the sword and the stone yeah. definitely. Um, the lady in the lake, yeah, definitely. It, it, and then just the fact that there is someone named Merlin, <laughs> his uncle. Uh, is that part of it? Like I've never heard the the evil uncle before. Right. Um, I always thought you know, I never. I and I guess maybe this is like the how be how Arthur became king, but I've never, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I've known is Arthur is the king. And then the tale is like his, 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 uh, his knights of the round table are the, right. are the, are the tale and Lancelot. Who's the, who's the, who's the antagonist in Disney's sword in the zone? Here's what I know about King Arthur. Stone. <laughs> he was, he's like a commoner who, because he can take the sword out of the stone becomes king. Um, in this, it's he's he's the orphan son of the previous king, uh, but yeah, and then from there, I know that there's a Merlin. He's like a wizard man. Guinevere's like his main lady. She may be a woad. She may not be. She may be a mage. I don't know. <laughs> then he's got some buddies. They're part of the round table. Lancelot's like his main man. They sit at a round table because they're all equal, and then they go on adventures. That's all I know. This movie, no Merlin. No Guinevere, no Lancelot. Teases of a round. Both movies, both King Arthur movies, they tease us with the, the idea of a round table. Yeah. Um, which I did like in the first one, when, when uh, whenever that guy from Rome comes and he's like, he must sit at the head of the table. And he shows up, he's like, a round. Maybe it's because I live in 2023. Modern furniture, you know, rounds vary in. But I just love everybody just so blown away by the idea of a round table. I'm <laughs> just like, what What do you do with this? Well, I mean, that is, it, it, it is funny, but yeah. it is kind of like every like fantasy trope, like the, the long, king yeah. sits at the head of the table yes. and like, uh, yeah. Yeah, the long, yeah, the long table, but yeah. uh, they just tease us with it. So in my research, Guy Ritchie, who was going to helm this, this was supposed to be a six movie franchise. Uh, the second movie, the, the next movie planned was, I don't know what it would have been called, but essentially it would have been a Merlin, a Merlin movie, which I'd be into seeing. But because this movie did so poorly at the box office, uh, plans were canceled. Uh, 
And so his plan was to uh, introduce uh, a Merlin, Guinevere, I assume a Lancelot, in later films. And this would have been a big six-movie franchise. Uh, but we don't get it. And so if I'm just reading this one, it's like, yeah, we don't... Like, the stuff I know about King Arthur, like, outside of the sword and the stone, that's all we really get. Yeah. From what I know, is he gets to pull that. Which... This pulling the sword out of the stone much cooler than the 2004 pulling. Yeah, just I a hate any bit. flashback to like some little kid who's not a good actor just right. like mother, mother, <laughs> and then father, get me out. Like, get out of here. Show me grown ass Charlie Hunnam pulling the sword out of the stone. Yeah. Um, anything else didn't work for you? I'm going to, like to him pulling the sword out of the stone. That whole like. Scenario, like I like this. Oh, you know, he's looking for you know the 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 guy who can pull it out, and you know we're dr- basically drafting all these men of age to try to pull the sword out. Right. But then because the act tells him, yeah, yeah, and then I and, and then they're just kind of like, okay, he pulls it out, and I know we're trying, and then like from a, the directoral and, and storytelling standpoint, we want to set up this escape scene and stuff. Yeah. But it just didn't make sense. He pulls him out and then that's it. Like, you would have him so, like, wrapped up. It's just like this... I didn't buy into this, hey, we're going to make... Why would he then want to make uh, a scene out of it? Sure. Out of the execution and stuff. When you got what you wanted, you found him, you can off him, you got the sword now. Right, you get the sword immediately. Yeah. They kind of allude to the idea that there's this uprising and that he's losing the the people because you know the true king is going to rise that's so like glossed over kind of yeah. in the story and then it's like well if the sword's so powerful does it even matter if he has exactly can't can he just lead by fear yeah is he trying to be loved by the people it doesn't seem like at all like that's Jude Law's plan yeah. is to be loved so we did this movie. We did Conan the Barbarian. Both these movies flopped. Uh, both very expensive and then just did not do two. But we know there's a market for this kind of stuff because Game of Thrones is like one of the most popular shows of like the last 10 years. There's a Lord of the Rings show on Amazon. Like People seem to like this stuff. My problem with this one is also like... The action's cool. The directing's cool. I, I I like the actors. The story just it, it didn't do much for me. It's because I think you have to fit a lot in two hours. Do these just make for better six-episode arcs? Like, The Legend of King Arthur, would that, is that better told in a season? Maybe. Where we get, like, three episodes of brothel King Arthur. Mid-season, he pulls... The sword from the stone, and then we get another, you know, four episodes of him. I mean, I think it is. I think it is. I think we're at the point where people do enjoy the show better. Yeah, it's less of a commitment. They like the streamers, that you know, and then they like people love to binge watch. Like, there'll be a brand new hot show. There's people that aren't going to watch Succession season four until every episode is ready because they get they want to knock out the whole season in a weekend. I'll be honest with you. I've never watched an episode of Succession. When I found out that this is the final season, I said, now's my time. I mean, I'm like... I'm going to watch all four seasons when it's done. 
I'm all in on it. Like, I love that show. Yeah. I, I'm like, it's Sunday night for me. Since like, day I'm one. I'm watching a new episode of Succession. Yeah. And, but I do, like, I enjoy a binge watch, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do. Um, so I think that's just where society is with entertainment is, is, yeah, the binge watch, the epic show. I mean, yeah, the, how, you know, the Game of Thrones series are, are so, are such huge hits. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's just where we are. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I hear rumors of a new Gladiator movie coming out. Gladiator 2, like, yeah. Okay. I mentioned that, you know, so David Franzoni wrote Gladiator. If you go to his IMDb upcoming projects, Gladiator. This guy hasn't written a movie since since King Arthur, 2004. His name's attached to, I mean, it might just be story by, but Stories it's there. characters, yeah. Yep. Gladiator 2. Um, what else did I see? Oh, like, the, completely unrelated, but just sort of related. Heat 2, the movie. Like, I know the book came out, but oh, now crazy. <laughs> now there's like, yeah, like Michael Mann wrote a book called Heat 2. Uh, and now there's like, I don't know, there's like, there's casting for Heat 2 being being discussed after, because he has a movie coming out this year. It's like, Michael, Mac- Michael Mann's back. You thought Black Hat killed him? No, he's back. <laughs> he's doing some movie, and then he's going to do Heat 2. And that's all rumors for Collateral 2. Oh, man. Like, on the other, like, just like, oh, Jamie Foxx making a sequel to his best movie. And I was like, well, unless they're talking about Collateral, I don't know what they're talking about. And I clicked on it. Collateral. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he does start that limo service. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I watch Game of Thrones, you know, just like the rest of the world. And I, I like I liked it, you know, sort like I mentioned, Sword and Sorcery is not really my bag, but I like there was something about Game of Thrones and the storytelling that I that I got into and the characters, and you get a lot more time with characters yeah. than that. Um, and I think I've liked something that was different than Game of, like get out of the Game of Thrones world. And King Arthur seems like a fun thing, where it's it's a little more whimsical. It's not as um, sad and violent and depressing. Sure, <laughs> the sure. Game of Thrones yeah. world that maybe this is just better, like. As a, as a six, you know, but, you know, I'm sure the Guy Ritchie vi- version of this vision is, is done. If they did, it'd be new and uh, new actors and everything. But, yeah. I, um, okay, so that leads me to the question. Did you want to see a sequel to this? I absolutely do. Yeah. I I I flat out love this movie. I, <laughs> uh, we were going to save it, but I was, I was trying to hide it. I like I like this movie. Yeah. I, I thought it was good. I, I, I enjoyed every second of this movie and... We're the problem because it took us six years to watch I it. I know. Like, oh, man, shit. This is good. We could have got a Merlin movie had we gone. I'm just like, I've, that's the thing. I've never sat and asked myself, you know, what if Guy Ritchie did an uh, Arthur movie? No. But he did. Yeah. And it, and it is very much a Guy Ritchie movie. But the same thing, like before we did Sherlock Holmes, I was like, what if Guy Ritchie did a Sherlock Holmes? This is why we have to go support the Covenant. <laughs> to, oh, is that a new Guy Ritchie that's film? That's the new Guy Ritchie Okay. <laughs> oh. Check this out. Guy Ritchie, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, oh, yeah. That, I saw pretty Yeah. Cool. He's a soldier who has to go back and save his interpreter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like this movie. It ended, and I was so bummed that there's not a part two. I just wanted a half hour of him finishing the three-quarter round table. Yeah. There's that last pie piece they got to put in there, and I was like, 
That's where Lancelot goes. Hey, <laughs> Tristan. Of course, he didn't roll it in. You can see it's unfinished. <laughs> uh, yeah, that like it really bummed me out because I you know, it's a two-hour movie. I had a great time watching it, and then I was just like, man, they're setting up a sequel, and there is no sequel, and that's a bummer. I know. I you, When you started talking that it was a, a, a planned six-film mm-hmm. series and that it's like high-boshed, I got really sad because... After watching it, I was like, maybe holding hope, like, yeah, maybe he does a follow-up to this oh, down man. the road. And Get, then you just, you crushed it. Guy Ritchie's Merlin. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> It'd be a, a foul mouth, quick-talking, like... Hugh Grant is Merlin. <laughs> Cole, yeah. Talking about how he looks like a scrotum. Yeah. Uh, Jew Law gets the fuck for a PG-13 movie, and I was like, did they say fuck back in this whatever time period this is? But... Cool. Yeah, what? That, I, I don't mind. I don't know what the fuck got invented, but I liked it. I don't mind some modern dialogue and 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 nomenclature in these movie setting these settings. It doesn't bother me at all. Oh I, yeah, I know I'm not watching a history movie. Mm-hmm. And if I want to watch, you know, an authentic history movie, I'll put on I'll put on a Gettysburg, right? Yeah. Like. In, in a, it'll be a hundred percent accurate, but like, yeah, I, this was Guy Ritchie, Arthurian tale, awesome mm-hmm. action, so much sorcery. Yeah, maybe uh, the Covenant does the Bone well. King looked fucking awesome. The which one? The Bone King. The, oh yeah. The, the wait, is that who Jude Law turns into? Yeah, I think they called him the Bone King. I That's who Jude Law turns into, or is that the bad guy in the beginning? The the the, the double the the thing that they. Jude Law turns into... That. Yeah, that guy looked awesome. That guy looks so cool. That fight looks so cool. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe The Covenant does really well, and then some studios like, man, Guy Ritchie, you did it again. We're going to give you $200 million. What's your passion project? He's like, I'm making my fucking Merlin. <laughs> yeah. Jude Law's always at the ready. Although, I guess he died. Uh, but, well, you know, what's Charles Hennon up to? He's going to sign on for... Yeah, movie. he's doing some. He's doing some stuff. Like he's always doing a lot of indie movies. I yeah. think. I've heard so right before this, he did Lost World of Z. And I've actually heard that's pretty good. It's good. I I maybe I, I watched that yeah. one. No, I didn't watch it. I read the book. Okay. Yeah. But you could picture Charlie Hunnam doing it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he'd be fine in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're both down for a sequel. I hope we get it. Because um, yeah, it sounds cool. Like what they had planned. It just. Shame that uh, the audience didn't show out. Yeah, and you, you, and know, you, know, just, you don't know what's going to like. The critical reviews are pretty. What was the Rotten Tomatoes? Thirty-one percent. That surprised me because yeah. I mean, and you know, sometimes a movie just hits you at the right time. Yeah. And I just, I thought it was so fun. Mm. Just a cool movie. Yeah, it's so a cool action movie. The consensus was, you know, mounds of modern action, which there was, and I liked it. Wipes out what made it a classic story in the first place. I don't really know what that means, but I also gather that, like, yeah, the story did seem kind of condensed, and, like, they tried to do a lot in two hours, which, um, you know, you have to do in two hours. Um, do you think this movie is more successful if they let Guy Ritchie go full rated R on it? Man, it's tough, because I don't know if, like, adult audience adult audiences are like going to the theater like that like I that, think we stay at home and we watch it on HBO that's the thing and the Arthurian tale is very much like centered in young young fiction right yeah storybooks right and and so 
yeah, you know, that seems like that would be your audience. But if I if I were, I, I mean, I had no idea Guy Ritchie directed this when mm-hmm. I remember seeing previous work, but I, I would have been like, Guy Ritchie movie, and it's only PG-13 or PG. Like, eh, why'd they put his handcuffs on him? Yeah. Like, like, he doesn't do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, with this, I like I don't know if I I, I wasn't missing like the blood. I wasn't mi- you know we talked about Co- Conan like this, like I wasn't missing anything that like CGI blood. Yeah. Um, they got the one fuck I, like, language wasn't an issue for me. I didn't need like you know nudity or anything like this was fun, perfectly fine for PG thirteen movie. Um, yeah, it's it's so crazy like what will be a hit in one night like we did the Sherlock Holmes movie. Now that had Robert Downey Jr. in it, and I'm sure that helps a lot. Where this had, you know, Charlie Hunnam. I mean, they're you know, it's like, oh, okay, maybe he's not a movie star, but it's, it's such a bummer. It, like, 31 percent Rotten Tomatoes. I don't agree with that, but it also sucks. Like, I do feel like if this was just an Avengers, like if this was just Marvel's King Arthur, this would have been a hit. Yeah, and without changing anything, other than adding Sam Jackson in a post credit scene. Yeah, that's all you had to do. Um. Okay, so no sequel. Is it time for a remake of a King Arthur movie six years later? Oh, gosh. It's tough because I don't think we need a remake of this particular movie. But, I mean, this isn't even really a remake. No, this is just another... It's a retelling. It's a retelling. And at this point, I say no. I... I mean, it's a fictional tale. You can do what you want with it. I don't think... No. I don't think we're ready for that. We don't need... No, we don't need another Arthurian movie right now. Yeah. I think if you want one, watch this. I think it's good enough and it holds up. Yeah. Yes. I. It, and again, maybe I'm part of the problem. If... I'm going to go see John Wick 4, and there's a trailer for an Arthurian tale movie coming this summer. I don't know if I'm going to be excited for it, but I like this. Um, I don't know what they would have to show me differently to get me to be like, okay, I'm going to go to the theater. Maybe I'll keep a more open mind now uh, after seeing this. Though, if HBO announced that there was going to be an Ar- um, a King Arthur tale coming to HBO or Netflix or Hulu even, I might tune in. Because it would, I kind of, as much as like, I'm not into sword sword, this is like the one entry point where I'm like, I like it. I think it's because it's not heavy. Yeah. You know, it's a little fun. You know, the King Arthur tale. Very fun. Yeah. Good, just comedy. Do I gotta check out the, what was it, the Green Knight? That's King Arthur, right? Uh, Came out a couple years ago. It's not, it's not Arthur. Is that... It's not Arthurian, I don't think. Oh, I like, thought that was like one of his boys. Who they, but then the movie was just about him. I don't think so. I saw that in the theater. I do. I not need to see it then. It's awesome. Oh, it is good. Okay. It's a it's a great movie. I don't. I can't recall if it is directly related to the King Arthur stuff. Uh-huh. I don't know, um, but it's an awesome. It's very artsy. It's it's. It's an awesome movie. It is The Green Knight, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, the Green Knight with a K. 
Now it's just loading. Uh, there we go. Um, okay, so here's here's an epic fantasy adventure based on the timeless Arthurian legend. But like the Arthurian legend, like it's it's wide. It's a wide umbrella. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, the Green Knight tells the story of Sir Gawain. King Arthur's reckless and headstrong nephew who embarks on a daring quest to confront the uh, the Green Knight, a gigantic emerald-skinned stranger and tester of men. So he's King Arthur's nephew. Okay. I don't remember that from the intro of that. I remember him being a knight of a king. Yeah. But... Wasn't there a, wasn't there a G- Gawain in King Arthur? Well, Gawain is one of the Knights of the Round That table. was Joel Edgerton. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the Knights the of the Round The name sounds table. familiar. I didn't know that was his nephew. In that particular movie, it is. I mean, is it? Is that true to... I mean... It if it's like, in a movie, I have to believe it. I mean, it seems like the King Arthur like legend is so, like... It's not like Lord of the Rings where there is a source material. Right, it's book. just kind of... Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I've... Yeah, like, there's not, like, a King Arthur book I can read. That there's, like, yeah. many tales of King Arthur that maybe I could go find. Right. Um, somewhere. I would like to learn more. It seems interesting, the the, the world of King Have Arthur. you seen the movie Excalibur? No. I've never seen Excalibur. I've never seen Camelot. I've never seen First Night. Like, I know all these movies exist. Sean Connery's in a couple of them. I've just never seen them. Yeah. So, I should check this out. Yeah, Excalibur's fantastic. Right. First Night's fun. First Night. It's a fun movie. Okay. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll check them out. What about... So, we didn't get it. We didn't, we didn't get the six-movie series. We knew the next one was going to be Merlin. But Merlin doesn't appear in King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. What character from this movie most deserving of a spinoff? Ooh. Man, I did like Goose Fat Bill. You just want to see him slip in jail cells for like 15 years or I want to see him do more sweet archery stuff. Yeah. He does kind of fuck it up for everybody, though. Yeah, you know, sometimes your man's your emotions. Yeah, t- t- got the best of them because if they don't, if he doesn't fire the shot, they're in the they're they're cool. But uh, yeah, Goose Fat Bill was good. I guess it's not a yeah. I guess that'd be more of a prequel. I was like, I kind of just want to see Arthur running the brothel, like you know, fucking up Vikings, you know. Yeah. I mean, maybe George running whatever that little crew he was running. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, seeing seeing his little uh, his little his little fight school or whatever. Yeah, like. Okay, they they were they were. He says like they've been traded for this to like go fight some blacklegs. But like, in the meantime, what else were they doing? I mean, this it really does like this. What Guy Ritchie has built here like would definitely have suited a really a TV show. You're and you could do an episode just on Blue out run the streets pickpocketing. Yeah, you know something like that. Just like fun little ep- little off episode like. Um. Yeah, I, I like Goose, I like Goosefed Bill. Yeah, Is yeah, that, good choice there. Yeah, he he seemed. Ken, uh, I was so suspicious of him. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> even when he was knighting Arthur, I was like, don't trust him. Yeah, he's gonna just lock he's up the, his yeah, head. he's got that sword <laughs> a little close to you. Um. All right. Well, so okay, this was supposed to be a six movie franchise. What do you think of the first entry being called? King Arthur, colon, Legend of the Sword. I mean, you gotta sub... I guess you, if you were planning a sixth movie, you knowing that, then it works for me, because then the next one would be King Arthur, 
the rise of Merlin or whatever. Right. Um, so I like it, but as a one-off, way too long. Yeah, it should just be Legend of the Sword or King Arthur. I, I, I imagine, knowing it's part of the franchise, I guess it makes sense. Although I guess the second one, depending on how much King Arthur's in it, King Arthur, Rise of Merlin, like, is that, like, a cool name? Or was, my thought was, this was called Legend of the Sword, and then some exec was like, you gotta call it King Arthur, no one's gonna know what they're seeing. And so they tacked it on yeah. in the beginning. Um, and then finally, or not finally, uh, you've seen both of them, which one would you put on first if you wanted to watch an Arthurian tale again? Legend of the Sword. Yeah. I'd, wa- I'd rewatch... The other one, I don't think I'd rewatch. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever. I didn't rewatching King Arthur for like the second time in my life. I was like, ah, this is all right. This is fine. Yeah, it's okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I was just surprised how much I liked this one. Me too. <laughs> that I was like, no, this one's fun. This one's interesting. Like, it has cool scenes. Like, not that like I watch cable, but if this was on like TNT and it was like the beginning, I was like. Okay, we gotta stay for the scene where they're being interrogated by like the the black leg guy. Yeah, uh, and then you know, and then you catch he's like, okay, we gotta see him pull the sword and ah, uh, the big battle at the end's coming. Cool visual for a movie about swords and sorcery. Arthur dragging the sword behind him. Yes, that just looked cool. It was shot cool. Him just taking having the sword going into battle, just dragging it. Um, see how big that sword is. Right. Yeah. And then finally, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, did we need it? I'm going to say, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, we needed it. This was a nice little gem of, like, I didn't know what to expect. In my honest opinion, or not honest opinion, what I thought of last episode when I picked this was that I thought King Arthur 2004 was going to be cooler than it was. Like, oh, that would be a fun one to... fun one to revisit and then this one like was more like ah how bad could it be right but it actually turned out I was like this is actually a pretty cool movie that I would watch again at some point yeah definitely me too yeah alright there you have it King Arthur Legend of the Story if you have opinions you can email us at dbtgpodcast.com if you want to start a Kickstarter campaign to get uh, Rise of Merlin um, crowdfunded <laughs> I guess if you know this first one costs 175 he's going to need 205 you know, yeah Guy Ritchie needs bit. a GoFundMe yeah. For uh, Merlin Rises. Merlin, oh, I, yeah. King Arthur, colon, Merlin Rises. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Next, so that, that concludes Sword and Sorcery Month. Conan and King Arthur. Man, okay, this is when I picked the movie, and then throughout the day I've just been like trying to go back and forth on what, how to fit this into a theme. Sure, yeah. I think I'm going to keep it real simple and just call this... Uh, I'm just going to call, call this... Man, okay. I'm gonna tell you the movie, and we're gonna fit into a theme. Okay, here we go. You had to rent both these. I kind of feel bad, you know. We we've had to rent some movies lately. Let's just do nice and simple. Let's do some streamers. This Friday on Netflix, we get Murder Mystery Two. Okay, so we're gonna do Murder Mystery Two. You can find them both on Netflix. I just want to say that our theme. I was looking at our past things. We we really haven't done like murder. Murder mystery. Like, okay, that's the theme. The, the movie yeah. is murder mystery, sure. and the theme is murder mystery. That's cool. Yeah, there you go. So that comes out Friday. Uh, when you're hearing this, it will have come out last Friday. Uh, but for Mike, tomorrow. You can't get a jump start tonight. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we can stay till midnight. Oh, yeah. We'll be uh, 9 p.m. our time. Yeah, you, yeah, you get like the, the early release yeah. of Murder Mystery 2. <laughs> um, I was also thinking, I was, I was like, okay, Murder Mystery, do we do like find like a different theme of like comedy or like doing like, okay, it's a husband and wife duo. And then I actually did the research. I was like, what about cast members of Friends? But it really <laughs> limits you to what Courtney Cox has been up to for the last 10 years. Uh, Matthew Perry's got a couple. Uh, and then we've done all of Lisa Kudrow's. Anything Lisa Kudrow, she was in like, analyze that and Boss Baby too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so okay. Next week, we're going to kick off Murder Mystery Month with Murder Mystery 2. Until uh, then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Sequel Remakes. Uh, more sorcery. Can my murder mystery movie have sorcery in it? Did you see everything you needed to see?